Hey, hey there, Sully. Oh, boy. Hey, we're back from Boston. You couldn't even silence your phone. I forgot to turn my iPhone off. Uh, <laughs> I'm drinking my <laughs> Sam Adams. I'm going to the straight pride parade. <laughs> <laughs> not on Semler's watch, you're not. No. <laughs> so weird that you're wearing the headphones and I'm not. Yeah. Uh, Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special report. Boop, 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 uh, from Sadie Hawkins Pod. Yep. So, I don't think it's been a full week since the show. No. Right? No, it's Saturday. Yep. We're yeah. home. We got home to Los Angeles. Twelve, less than twelve. <laughs> no, more than twelve hours ago. We've been oh, here God, less no. than a day. Uh, we yes, yeah. We less land- than twenty-four, <laughs> more than twelve, somewhere in there. We got here about half. We got here about. But, we got in at like 1.30 a.m. last yeah, night. Yeah, we got in at one. Th- we got through our door at 1.30 a.m. last night. Now it's Saturday and it's time to talk about the Boston show. When we left the show, one thing is that when we left the show, we were like, okay, this time we're going to be good and get our episode about the sh- uh, concert out right away. So we're going to record it right here on our iPhone. And we did on my iPhone. We recorded it right away. And then we were like, eh, sounds really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're like, we'll wait till we a get A lot home. of road noise. A lot of road noise, a lot of car noise. But we're going to release that as a Patreon episode, just so you can hear <laughs> what it was like. And we owe our patrons a lot of content. We love them. We got six days to get two episodes of Patreon out. You so we'll slurred a bit, so it sounded like you said we love them, and we do love them. I'm not sure what you meant to say, but... Oh, uh, I don't even know what I said wrong, so whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Man, it is a testament to how many people really hate the Patriots and Boston sports in general <laughs> due to the lack of engagement with that photo that I tweeted out. And you quote tweeted it from the uh, the podcast yeah. of the Patriots Hall of Fame Museum. I posted it out of context. Like, look at how ridiculous this is. And like... Only Danny liked it. Like, I posted as a goof, but man, no one was into and it. And as from the podcast <laughs> Twitter account, I was like, oh, maybe we're going to not go to the concert and go to this instead, the Patriots Hall of Fame, and not a single person <laughs> liked the tweet. No one even perceived, even if it was perceived as irony, they, no one decided to engage. But then I did tweet, funny how, I basically what you just said, I tweeted at the time. Uh, quote tweeted myself and that got engagement <laughs> <laughs> we met eric townie townsend that's right and guess what what he is not an inflatable patriots player <laughs> regardless of what his twitter icon would would lead you to believe i don't think i've ever oops i don't think i've ever looked at eric's twitter icon hold on i know that when we met him uh, I was like, you're a patron, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, he is. Dan. Oh, yeah, okay. His, uh, yeah, his, uh, I've never looked at his Twitter. <laughs> uh, You've never icon. looked at his Twitter it's before? Like a front, it's like a front lawn inflatable decoration of a Patriots player. No, I've never looked at, Jessica, there's so many people on. And this is the, <laughs> this is the problem <laughs> that I had when I was like, you're, because at the moment, I'm like, he's Towny Townsend, because that's his Twitter name. But then I was like, but no, it's Eric. And I didn't, so I had to ask him, you're on our Patreon, I don't right? know why you had to say Eric, like, in the most Boston-y way possible. Eric. Eric. Uh, it's nice to meet you, Eric. I'm U.S. <laughs> President Donald 
Floyd <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> Colloquially known as JFK. <laughs> Good Lord. John F. Kennedy. Um, Man, so we got there really early. Yeah, so, oh, and we're, and our Orlando uh, wrap-up podcast, we started with all the cute crap we did, made it all about us. We'll do it backwards this time. So you, the Reliant K fans, we'll talk about our Reliant K experience first, then we'll talk about all the fun stuff we did in Boston so that our fair weather listeners can just get the Reliant K talk and then the real Sadie Hawkins pod listeners can stick with to hear about Boston. So, yeah. So, sorry. Go ahead, Jess. We got there early. We got there early, and we were just, like, walking by, kind of scoping out the area. Parking, very difficult in that area. What's, uh, What's up with that? Also... Weird, weird area. It's by Boston University. Go be you, I guess. Um, don't really go be you because why are there no pubs or bars in your area? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the only like mile long stretch in Boston where there isn't a single bar. I'm right. like, what is this? Are we in the Mormon section? I don't understand. It's right down the street from Alston Village, which has a lot of pubs and stuff like that. But we Danny's like, like maybe because there it's because there's a school here and I'm like when have you ever known a school that doesn't have a bar near campus it makes no sense so obviously there's a bar in the Paradise Rock Club but they weren't open and then so there was one bar it was a tequila bar Mexican food place a couple blocks away sunset something sunset cantina sunset cantina That's so right. we we found that and they did have whiskey because I don't even like tequila yeah <laughs> um yeah, we just wanted to pregame, and you there was nothing in walking. So once we found the parking, we're like, well, we're not going to go move the car now. And we made sure to get there early because, as we learned from the crazy long line in Orlando, we were like, oh, man, we better get here early, scope it out. And already quite a few people in line there. Mm. And so there was a lot of West Coasters. There was like Portland, Oregon, and Utah, and uh, at the front of the line, super ready. Yep. There was Tia and they some other people in uh, balloon ride shirts. And when we I went up to them, and I was like, are you guys in line for Reliant K? They're the first like five or six people in line. And I was like, you guys are here for Reliant K? And they're like, yep. And I'm like, well, if you like podcasts. And then I handed them stickers. And in that moment, I was very vulnerable. I was like, they're probably going to say like, no, we don't like podcasts. And we don't like you. Go away. But instead, (laughs) the whole group at the front of the line was like, oh, awesome. And one of them, Tia, was already a listener. So, And we just followed her on Twitter today. I found her because she tweeted at Schneck. And Schneck retweeted that. And I was like, oh, that's her. So I just followed her. So that was awesome. Um, Yeah, then we went to the bar. Yeah. We went to the record store that's right there in your ear records. And then we, after we got back from the bar, we got in line. And by then we were like 30th back, but that's not bad. (laughs) Yeah. We still got right up front. Well, kind of second, second row in there. Yeah. So we were really close compared to Orlando. And I, I've already forgotten the numbers. I had them written down at one point, but yeah. So, um, Orlando was a 1500 person venue that, was 2100 that became 2100 people shoved in uh the paradise was something like 800 i think is what i saw online and whether or not and i don't think it was packed in because there was plenty of no there's definitely yeah yeah yeah. i mean everyone was kind of up to the front of course but by the you know by the bar and the restrooms and the space underneath the balcony there was plenty of room to stretch so it was a lot, and my comparison that I came up with is, 
if we were all packed in like sardines in Orlando, we were all packed in like Chips Ahoy cookies <laughs> at the at the Paradise because you know chip cookies in a, in a nice little pouch package. They're they're all up against each other, but they got little wiggle room there. The dividers, those the little dividers yeah. in there, yeah. At least, I don't know. Is that how Chips Ahoy works? I don't know. I feel like I've only ever had them when they are like the airplane, the only airplane <laughs> cookie you get. So they're in those little tiny packages all squished together. But all this cookie yeah. talk made me bite into a Kit Kat. <laughs> Huge response to Semler's VeggieTale bit in Boston. Huge. Right. Way bigger than Orlando. And, you know, Boston also had a massive response to Lockins uh, and, and a massive response to that song. And I'm like, is are Lockins more of like a, a Massachusetts, uh, New Englandy out there kind of th- youth group thing? Because we, we definitely never did them in any of my youth groups. Right. I don't know. They were definitely a national phenomenon. Like, I think everyone's heard of the concept, but maybe they were just a little bit bigger in Boston. I think I only ever did two lock-ins at two different youth groups. Never did a lock-in twice at the same youth group. Uh, but I was not familiar with them until, like, you know, middle school, high school times. The uh, the only time I've ever done something like a lock-in was with Girl Scouts, and we did, like, zoo lock-ins. Did you ever do that with, like, I don't know, elementary school, or you were in Boy Scouts for, like, a hot minute? You ever do anything like that? No, not an overnight thing like that, no. Yeah, like, where you're... At, because a lot of animals are, like, nocturnal, so it's fun. You get to see whatever. I remember one we did was, like, in the owl... Owl... Air, Owlarium, I don't know, wherever you keep <laughs> owls. And we like dissected owl pellets and stuff beforehand. And it was like a yeah, a whole thing. Maybe another time was with reptiles or something. I can't really remember. But yeah, we did a couple couple of those little overnight things in like uh in like Girl Scouts. Uh well, Semler also called out Jessica's, which I understand right. most popular girl name of the mid eighties, I think. Well, I don't I don't have Semler's song titles memorized. What's the name of that song about going out for coffee with someone who's praying uh, for you and this is hard for her? Right. I also don't have the the song titles uh memorized, but yeah, going out for coffee. <laughs> One second. <laughs> Wanna grab coffee. The song's called so when Semler was about to play the song Wanna Grab Coffee, and it's about, like, a pious Christian friend calling you up and, like, let's grab coffee. And then the whole thing was just a ruse to talk to you about how you're going to hell. And, yeah, she decided in the lead up to that song, Semler decided to say, like, ah, you know, Jessica's are always calling you up and saying, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I was like, well, when Semler was on our show, you weren't there. Jessica wasn't there that day. So she might at the least not remember that you were a Jessica. I'm sure not. Uh, anyways, I totally get it, though. Tiffany's might be a more apt choice or Courtney's or Stephanie's. Mm. Uh, I'm sure, though, I'm really happy, though, that uh, Jessica didn't become the Karen name. Because it really was, oh, like, give it, it could have... a few years now, I'm scared. <laughs> it could have been, like, the name Karen could have ended up being any sort of name. And Jessica, unfortunately, is a name of that sort of generation. How dare you? No, it's not. Jessica's not a boomer name or, like, a Gen X name. I I, yeah, but the thing is, like... It's, it's a, a very millennial name. It's a But it's... I don't think that the Karen thing is specifically boomer, Gen X, or... Um, millennial. I think it's a it, classic kind it's, of a name. It's it's a it's a cross. I think the Karen concept is a cross generational concept. Although I'm sure, like, I was just about to say they should call it 
whatever the lady's name was from John and Kate plus eight. And I'm like, good Lord, Jessica, Kate, it's in the title. You like fought the title. And then we're like, what was that lady's name again? Was she the eight? (laughs) Because she has that haircut. That's like the classic Karen haircut. Right. So, um, yeah. So the overall response to Semler was, and this has something to do with what I guess we'll touch on in a little bit. You know, the crowd was different at both places, although I would not say that there was any different energy. It was just a different way of taking it in and a different type of high energy from both crowds. And so the crowd was overall seemed more receptive to Semler for being Boston. And, um, you know, like, like the crowd was huge in Orlando, so you know, by population, I keep using these statistical words because I'm in my statistics class right now, but the, like, the population of Orlando, like, sure, the people who are happy to see Semler were loud, and, you know, the people who are not happy to see Semler were quiet, but there was no, um, like, not us being sat next, standing next to someone who clearly didn't like what Semler was about. We didn't see any of that in Boston. No, it was, it, uh, yeah, it definitely was just like a really great energy from the crowd. And it, it really felt like Semler had a lot of fun with uh, her Boston set. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like it did. I, I Yeah, I know what you mean. It was like each crowd had a great energy, but like their own. And it was definitely, it's, it was a lot more, maybe more intimate because it was a smaller yeah. venue in, in Boston where it was like you could really pick up on the vibes, maybe. And and I felt this way with Reliant K as well. So maybe they could just see the crowd better right? or something. So maybe that had a little something to do with it. I where... mean, it was such a big theater in Orlando. Big, it's technically a club, but it really was a theater. And it was big and like they brought the energy needed to fill the space of a theater and they had basically the same energy, but with a more intimate, like, interaction with the crowd. And there, every single member of the crowd in Orlando was moving and dancing and bouncing, right? This giant 2,000 people, 2,100 people, all moving inside the House of Blues Orlando. Um I don't there know that we could really tell what was going on in the Boston show because we were right up at the front. So I everything was happening back. behind I kept looking us. Back. Oh, okay. And everyone was watching. Everyone was involved. There was no one too cool for school. And the energy that they brought and the excitement in the crowd in Boston matched the excitement in Orlando. I'm sure I, I every... was the only one who was too cool for school in Boston <laughs> because... After we got to the show, when we actually got to the bar and sat down, I went, I forgot my glasses. <laughs> the only glasses I have are my prescription sunglasses. And so I totally wore my prescription sunglasses through both Semler and Reliant K's sets. And I felt like such a jerk doing it. But I was like, I just really want to be able to see and enjoy this. And I felt so weird wearing sunglasses. I was like, I hope no one takes offense to this. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> the future was just so bright. You had to wear shades. Exactly. <laughs> I So Jessica's in this dark rock club <laughs> with the sunglasses. And I'm like, well, they don't, nobody knows. First of all, like, I don't think anyone in the band or on stage or around us specifically was like, that's Sadie Hawkins' pod. I think we were, we were just people. Why would they? They wouldn't. So I'm saying there's no weight of, like, anyone knowing who you are specifically. So if they just see a lady in sunglasses, they don't know if you have, like, 
eye problems or you had surgery yeah. or you had those eye drops where they look for glaucoma and then your eyes are like they dilate wide. my yeah, eyes they dilate yeah. your eyes usually Plus, only have to wear those giant granny sunglasses for like uh like an hour or two right. after Plus, we were in the second row, so maybe you have, like, some... You don't, but I'm saying maybe someone could have thought, oh, maybe she has some sort of epilepsy or something, and she has to wear those glasses up front. Yeah, Tyson did make eye contact with me, or, well, at least looked at my sunglasses during uh, Witch to Berry. <laughs> What's her problem? It could be. <laughs> and we were... I was like, oh, this is so exciting that I was like... He probably is like, what's up with this weird chick in uh, the front row with the sunglasses on? <laughs> so the set list was exactly the same as Orlando with only one change. Right. Exactly the same set list, which I was a little disappointed with. I wanted some variation. But, um, I mean, I, the only I was just excited to be seeing Relank Hate that up close and personal that I was like, this is amazing. I'm here for it. I They could have played exactly the same things. They could have done the same stage banter for all I care. I was just excited to be there. Um, uh, so the set list, in our, so the set, just to repeat it, this is literally the same set list, and I'll tell you where the change was. Um, it was Who I Am Hits Who I've Been, High of 75, Bummin, Mountaintop, Witch to Berry, Forget and Not Slow Down, Sahara, Flare into Candlelight, Savannah, God, I Don't Need a Soul, Prodigal, Sadie Hawkins Dance, Chapstick, Must Have Done Something Right, This Week the Trend, and One I'm Waiting For, and then the encore was Devastation and Reform, and then Empty House, which was, was not played in Orlando, and then Be My Escape. And I remember thinking at the Orlando show that I was disappointed that we didn't hear empty house or don't blink. Right. And we didn't get, we still didn't get don't blink, but at least we got empty house and we've not done it. The empty house episode yet, but Jessica does not like that song. I'm telling I'm just, I'm just outing you. Spoiler warning. Jessica does not like that song on the album, but it was great live. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent without all of the, uh, the auto tune on the vocals. Very much so enjoyed it. And it was a nice breakup for the encore to be devastation and reform. Is that what it was? <laughs> I just read it out loud, but I already forgot. Yeah. For it to be devastation and reform, which is like one of their big, heavier rocking songs. And then directly into their biggest song, be my escape to sort of like slow it down for one last second to build the anticipation for be my escape. Empty house is a great like palate cleanser. Like we're getting to the end of the thing here. And I guess it kind of makes sense that the Orlando show being such a massive show that they didn't need to bring that energy down for such a massive crowd and just like keep the energy up and everyone will be out of here in, in three, in two minutes sooner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyson's girlfriend, Alistair, was there as well as his aunt and uncle uh, from Maine were right. also there. His uncle who did the album art for Forget and Not Slow Down. Right. And this cleared up some confusion that I've had talking to listeners over the last couple of years of this show because there's no, like, Tyson family Wikipedia. So how do you <laughs> figure these things out necessarily? But it's Tyson it, it, had an uncle who died, and I didn't know that until we started this podcast, and I talked to fans who knew that. And then some people were like, wasn't it the uncle who did the cover of Forget and Not Slow Down? And I was like, oh, if you say so but then later i saw he had his instagram with his paintings and I'm like oh no he's not passed away he's still with us it was the brother 
of that aunt. So the brother of Tyson's aunt, his uncle, it was the uncle that passed away. And it's the husband of his aunt that is still with us and did the painting for Forget and Not Slow Down. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of where the confusion, I mean, they're both related to that one aunt, you know, so maybe that's where some of the extra confusion comes in. But that's what it means. That that's that's that clears that up. Um, but it was really cool that they were there, and he introduced them for Mountaintop, which mentions you know the church in the middle of Maine. Don't remember yeah. where, and the blue vase with the missing piece. So he's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> so doing he, stuff with family, and yeah, yeah. So that was cool. And there was one little moment where, um, and I have their names now. When we did the car episode version of this episode when we did the car version of this episode i did not know who it was and i got the facts wrong so i get to i get to get this correct if i can find it some people wore shirts of the balloon balloon ride lyrics who were right up front and tyson was like what's that shirt say here it is oh tia yeah (sighs) the tia (laughs) the tia I i mentioned that a few minutes ago (sighs) <sighs> hi jess nice to meet you it's always nice <laughs> i'm just waking up from a blackout and i'm like what happened in the last few minutes gosh i'm sorry i get distracted what can i say cool. i get it i wasn't even looking at my phone i was looking at my kit kat that's sitting here on the table it, you would be shocked to find out which one of us has adhd and which one doesn't <laughs> i probably have you probably some. do <laughs> you i totally was diagnosed do. as a kid with add <laughs> for sure and I and I don't think it was just one of those like just label it ADD like we talked about in the uh, prescription drugs. Look what good that right. did episode. <laughs> right. I think I had a real ADD. Well, one of us has received help for their ADHD over the years. And the other hasn't. <laughs> I received help for it when I was a kid. I did many. I had medications for it, but I didn't stick with them. Sorry. Anyway. Did you mention not just the, medicine? There's other stuff too. Not so, did it. you just mention Tia was wearing the shirts, or did you mention did. what came of the what came of them wearing? The I shirt? did not mention what came of that. That's it. what I was building to. So, because Tia and her friend were wearing the balloon ride shirts, um, Tyson was like, "What's your shirt say?" And he's like, "Oh, balloon ride." And then Tyson played just a couple of strums of the opening chords, of the opening chord of balloon ride. And n- not not more than that, but it was like oh, we got a first, we got a like a microsecond of a first album song, uh, and then they went into a story that we didn't have our cameras ready, we didn't have our phones ready to capture that. So hopefully, someone out there caught that. Daniel said it's apparently the same chord as the opening of Don't Blink, but it was mm. clearly like the strumming or whatever. It was clearly he was doing right. yeah, Balloon yeah. Ride, and they didn't play Don't Blink. But, um, well, oh, so then the story was, Tyson looks over at Hoops and says, well, you know, Hoops sang lead on that song, which was something we did come up with in the episode. We didn't have definitive proof at the time. Gotcha. But we were like, this isn't Tyson singing. Right. So we are like, I guess it's Hoops or something. And then they talked, and then Hoops said, when I was, when we were kids, Tyson played this song at church, Balloon Ride, and I thought... I want to be in a band with that guy. And then Tyson was like, well, weren't we already in a band by then? And Hoops was like, no, I don't. Were we? <laughs> you kind of weren't sure <laughs> if Tyson so had written the song and played it at church. Right. Or if the two of them were technically already what formed what 
is tech, what became Reliant K. They weren't sure of the timeline on that. But that was a really cool little anecdote to yeah. think that whether or not Reliant K was, you know, the, the, the nascent version of Reliant K was formed yet, that that, that Thiessen played an original song at church once called Balloon Ride well before... Yeah. I mean, they would have had to have been years before the album came out. Right. That's great. That was great. Um, that's the only thing we got like that in terms of other places on the tour where, you know, they played like a second, like they played, you know, sure. they all sang together on Pirates Who Don't Do Anything and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Did not do Pirates Who Don't Do Anything in Boston, where it mentions <laughs> Boston or any uh, uh, Jefferson Airplane. That's right. We should have we should have been campaigning. I'm opening a patch. That like, we, what are you doing now? I just wanted. I just there's so much stuff on the table. We've been unpacking and cleaning house all day, so there's so much <laughs> stuff on the table. Um, yeah, we should have been campaigning for some Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, put on some Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> we could have used the title, the, the lyrics of the song. It's like, hey, Reliant K, why don't you put on some Jefferson Airplane in Boston? Because we are trapped and enclosed in this club with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With our masks on. We were yep. some of the only ones with masks on. Yep. And there's multiple pictures out there on Ethan. You can tell we're the ones in the masks yep. and me in sunglasses. And me, so. the real tall guy up front. <laughs> right. You weren't the only one. There were yeah. a lot of real tall guys up front. Oh. And so um, that just made me think of this. So I had texted Schneck earlier in the day. And he finally texted back right when we were walking through the door, right when we were walking through the door. And he's like, hey, sorry, I didn't see this at seven o'clock. The doors were at seven. He's like, sorry, I didn't see this. I've been asleep all day. I've been sick. I don't have COVID, (laughs) but I've been sleeping all day. And I'm like, that's fine. Totally understand. Like, we're just glad to be here or whatever. You know, it's totally fine. And he's like, hopefully we'll meet up after the show. And so he was, like, sick. He had, like, we did meet up with him later. But when he was on stage, I, his energy was not gone. Like, he brought it. But I could kind of tell he had this glaze on his face when the show Danny. started. What? He still rocked it. I said that first. I validated it first. He brought the energy. But I could tell, like, when he started, he was just kind of like, just like, I'm a little sick and sweaty. And so Aww. later it turned out it's just like when you're on the road and recycled air and all the travel he just kind of got like a sinus thing yeah it happens i've been sneezing all day and i definitely (laughs) took a covid test which came back negative and yeah it happens when you travel so we were on the side of the stage right in front of hoops and then uh to our right looking at hoops to our right is tyson and his piano and you know ethan is behind the two of them but then all the way on the right, away from us, is Schneck and his Glock, his Glockenspiel, and his guitar. So we thank, thank you for uh... for anyone who never heard us. They mention they call it the Glockenspiel, the Glock, and I just want to make sure everyone listening knows that's what that reference to. So Schneck didn't see us. He couldn't see us for almost the whole show, and he didn't come over to Tyson's side of the stage because it was a smaller stage, unlike Orlando where Schneck and Ethan were kind of constantly moving back and yeah, forth. Yeah. Schneck kind of stayed in his spot most of the show. And he finally came over. I don't remember what song. Let me look it up. It's some... Get uh, uh, out of here. Be My Escape? No, I guess oh, it wasn't Be My Escape. That's what you're humming. <laughs> it's a song. I know, but it's a song with a lot of go left, go right. <laughs> with the way, you know, like, put your hands up. Put your hands up. Wave your hands. That kind of thing. When they were doing that. <laughs> 
that's my favorite Reliant K song. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. 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 Put your hands up. So maybe it was. Is that part of Silly Shoes? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. So maybe it was Be My Escape, but I didn't think it was the last song. Well, very much towards the end of the show, uh, Shanette comes over to our side of the stage to get the crowd to put their arms up and go left, go right, go left, go right. And then he sees me. And he's like, hey. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, hey. And Jessica missed it because she was taking other pictures. So, uh, and then, okay. Probably, like, desperately trying to get my phone to take a picture of Schneck when he's, like, right in front of us, right. most likely. And then, um, so, skipping ahead a bit, when the show ends, we go outside, and we're waiting outside in really cold weather. <laughs> For, it we, was 37. I've texted with Schneck, and he's in there, and he'll be out, you know, soon. And so we were out there for a while, probably like an hour, waiting for him to come out. And um, when he did, it was great. We saw him, and he explained how, you know, why he was sick. And we talked about Donnie Darko. We talked about comic book stores. Yeah. Because <laughs> I talked about what we were up to in Boston. We did some DC talk. Not that kind of DC talk. DC comic talk. <laughs> That's, I never thought of that. We could do a podcast called DC Talk. I'm sure someone's done that. DC Comics Talk. Um, and what was my point of mentioning he came outside to, for, to talk to us? I don't remember. He was very kind. Oh. He was not feeling well, and he still stopped by. Because like, John Schneck is the nicest person right. ever. And we got the picture with him that we posted. But I remember now. He said how he was looking for us on his side of the stage, and he couldn't find us. And then he's like, oh, I guess, I guess they're not here. I thought they were here. And then it wasn't until all the way towards the end of the set when he came to our side of the stage. He's like, there you are. <laughs> um, we saw Ethan for a second, but we didn't actually talk to him because he walked past us while, you know, we were talking to John. And I could get I could have been like, Ethan. <laughs> and he would have and I, he would have been like, hello. And I would have been like, we're from Sadie Hawkins spot. And he probably would have been like, oh, cool. And I would have been like, where's my Super Toads poster? <laughs> He promised to send me an old Super Toads poster, and I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> I don't know if that was in Danny the episode. Danny just breaks his knees. <laughs> we, we get a text from Josh. He's like, why was Ethan limping at my show? Exactly. Um, oh, but we did see Semler outside as well, because we'd never seen her in person or talked to her in person. Yeah. And I was like, hey, we're from Sandy Hawkins Pond. We like, talked oh, to you like gosh. two years ago. We talked to you two years ago. <laughs> And we mainly just talked to her about this, like, meteoric rise that's been happening. How amazing it is. How, like, there was only a... She only had a little bit of music at the time. And she was mainly known for the TikTok and films that she had. And now how this has just catapulted her. And how amazing it is. And how... And I said how... <laughs> I said how I consider it ordained. Like, in an ironic sense of using that word. But meaningfully. Like, honestly. Like, it should have happened. And it did happen. And it's amazing. Um, so that was great to talk to her. And Not like when your dad said that Sarah Palin was ordained to become the first female president of the United States. Right. Which might still happen. You don't know. I don't know. Who's running in 2026? Oh, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> so, also 2024. Right. Where are you, Danny? <laughs> oh, I don't know. They're going to they're gonna make the... Sure they're going to extend Biden by two years, especially. Um. And I forgot to mention, so when we were waiting outside for John to walk outside, and before Semler walked outside, Tyson walked outside. But he, and, and you know, the, the bus was right in the front of the club the whole night. 
So every, so only a couple of people actually stayed around, like at the same place we did, by their bus. And one person had a record, an anatomy of tongue-in-cheek vinyl. And so when Tyson came outside, like I was like, I don't want to try to inter- interject and ruin the chances of this person getting their record signed. Right. So we didn't really talk to Tyson, but we're like, there he is. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then he clearly had plans because he went out to the bus to change. He went back and forth a couple times. He went back and forth a couple times. Yeah. And then... He, I'm sure he was going to see family and stuff Right, and afterwards. then he left and he walked down the street. Yeah. Like, he was the only one who, like, left the bus and walked down the street, which I know, like... He, like, kicked a mask out of the way, jumped up, clicked his heels together. He literally just- jumped up and clicked his heels together. <laughs> but he was in a rush because also... Uh, when the person who went up and said, "Will you please sign my record?" He was like, "I gotta do, I gotta go, or something." You know, like he was clearly, but then he was still gracious with that person. So that's especially why we didn't want to interject because we could tell something he was busy. So, and I think I'm guessing, complete guess, but he was probably meeting his family down the street for something. Complete guess because then he got dressed and he walked down the street. So that was the saga of us outside the club after the show. <laughs> Now, Jessica. Uh, yes. You overheard something in the merch line after the show. <laughs> and I thought we were waiting to talk about this on the main episode. We'll do it both. <laughs> okay. Jessica, if you made it this far right. or even bothered to listen to this. So we didn't get in the merch line right away because we had done that in Orlando. And we're like, well, whatever we're going to get, we can wait till after the show. So we get in the line. And we're like, okay, let's be smart just in case they start kicking people out. You better go to the bathroom now. Jessica goes to the bathroom and comes back in line. Okay, now I'm going to go to the bathroom and I'll be back before they start, you know. Oh my gosh, by the way, in the bathroom, I didn't mention this to you yet. There there were two very drunk girls in there, like half-heartedly singing Sadie Hawkins dance. (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. That's great. So I've been to many... Sadie Hawkins dance in my khaki pants. So I've been to... That's amazing. So I've been to many shows where, like, after the show is over, the staff wants you out. Sure. They want to get out. They want to go home. Heck yeah. But they can't... Let them go home. They can't, like, uh, harass the people in line for merch, really. So they don't bother with those people. But if you get out of that line to walk around, they'll say, guys, got to go. And you're like, oh, I'm waiting for my friend in the merch line. Nope, you can wait outside. Get outside. That's happened to me a dozen times. So I'm like, so we were like, we got to go to the bathroom now. And then we'll wait in the merch line just in case they kick us out. When I leave and leave Jessica in line, she's like, I come back. And she's like, I got to tell you about something later. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Well, she heard someone behind her in the merch line. So she obviously couldn't tell me the story right then. And she tells me the story and she's like, I heard the people behind me in line say, I always thought John Schneck, now maybe you've seen this online, let's talk about it, but this is the actual quote. I always thought John Schneck was an asshole. Yeah. But then I realized it might be John Warren or maybe it was Ethan. She did say, they did say, (laughs) this individual behind me did say, they were like, I always thought I hated John Schneck. I thought he was an asshole. And then they're like, and that, or maybe, but now I think maybe it was John Warren or maybe it's Ethan. And I was like, none of them are assholes. No, you just (laughs) named three of the most lovely people who like have given this lowly podcast their time (laughs) on numerous occasions. Like I was ready to fight. So 
I don't know who knows this. Now, you probably saw that there was an account called Overheard at a Punk Show. And that what Jessica overheard, minus the asshole part, got posted to that account. Because I did not relay it that way to Danny when he was, and he was like, I, I sort of gave it the more fun-ish. Yeah, just just took out the phrase to asshole yeah. to make it a little bit fun, more fun. Um, so it got posted to overheard at a punk show. And Reliant K retweeted it, and John Schneck retweeted it, and it was funny. Now I don't know who doesn't, who does or doesn't know this, but I run over her to punk show. So Danny literally was like, "Oh, can I post that?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess." And I didn't know he was going to credit me, so and I felt really weird well, I about it. Credit people. So I don't know. I run this account called Overheard at a Punk Show. I originally created it as a fake meme account. And the idea was I was going to say all these, like, trite, insipid things. And the joke was going to be how, like, punk rockers are now, like, middle-aged parents. So it was going to be, like, um, a negative approach, you know, at a negative approach concert at the at the Middle East in, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. When then what's overheard is, do you want to bring the kids over for lasagna on Thursday? <laughs> You know, that was the joke. Because it was born from we went to a Slick Shoes, uh, a Slick Shoes. The Slick Shoes live album yeah. taping. And, and we overheard people talking at like two oh, older oh, punk guys oh. talking about their mortgages. No, no, no. It was it was it was something like it was something to the I could go and look up the first, it was the very first post I made. But I could, this one was real for sure. But it was something like, oh, when you start to see the love in their eyes or when you start to see the intelligence forming in their eyes it's so beautiful <laughs> when you start to see the thoughts in their eyes it's something like that something about like children right and in their eyes you see them they're growing in in their eyes and i'm like oh my god i was just like <laughs> i was like that's nice but i didn't go to a slick shoes show to hear like the most <laughs> like over saccharine thing about adulthood and parenthood so that's the day that Overheard a Punk Show was born. Now, that first one was real, but for the first couple of weeks, they were all fake and based off of that one. Almost immediately, people started finding the account, unlike all my other like MXPX memes and They Might Be Giants memes. And it's Scott it's Danny's one account that really that took off. Because everyone thought it was real. And I started getting submissions immediately, and I was like, well, I guess this account is real now. And then I got 14,000 followers, like, in a matter of months. And uh, the last two years, I only post, like, three... I used to post stuff, like, every day, because I got so many submissions. But now I get so few submissions since since COVID, COVID yeah. that I only post, like, maybe four times a month now. And so when Jessica had an overheard thing, I'm like, great, I got content for that account today. <laughs> and then Reliant K is retweeting it and John Schneck's retweeting it and all that stuff. And of course, I reposted it from the podcast account as well. But and then today and five hours before we started recording this podcast, but then we didn't see it for like four hours. We go to dinner Right before we decided, you know, right before we were going to record this episode, we went out to dinner to get uh, New Orleans food. New Orleans. Oh, good lord. <laughs> New Orleans. Gracious. We went out to get New Orleans food um, at the uh, here in Sherman Oaks, the Mardi Gras <laughs> Tuesday. It's called Mardi Gras Tuesday or something. And we're just done with our meal. Jessica gets up to go to the bathroom. I'm, you know, she left her phone on the table, and so I'm looking at her phone. 
and I'm like, what? I was about to like her photo. She had taken a photo from the Boston show of Tyson pinching Matt Hoops's cheek. And Jessica, it was such a great photo. Jessica, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell your secrets, but you did put it through the Lightroom app and make it extra beautiful. But it was already framed perfectly, and it had these amazing um, light spheres. I just spheres. took it with my iPhone. It just took it with her iPhone. But it was such a great photo. And Matt Hoops had liked it right away when you posted it a couple days ago. Well, then, today, Reliant K's official Instagram regrams it. And Jessica's not there to see this. I'm holding her phone. And I'm like, I, I got what? Because when I liked it from your I liked it from your account on your phone, we use each other's phones. So. Yeah, Danny had left his phone at home. And so he had the itch. And I like, <laughs> never take my phone with me. Like when I go to the bathroom or whatever, I just leave it on the table. So he like picked it up and was scrolling. Through. And I was like, Oh, Jessica <laughs> forgot to like this photo that she posted that I guess I reposted to Sadie Hawkins pod. No, wait, what is this? This is the official band account. <laughs> it was a big day for abstract ratio across yeah. the Reliant K socials. <laughs> Cause you got repost, you got retweeted for the overheard thing and you were credited in it. In it and then you got regrammed. Time so. for me to make an announcement. I run the Reliant <laughs> K uh, social media accounts. Now I'm the new social media manager. Just kidding. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so amazing things happening today. Yeah. Um, would you say, Dan, that life right now is on the up and up? I would say that because next week we're talking about... <laughs> this week? Technically, no, it is technically next week Yeah, because today's Saturday. That's right. Because next week we are talking, we're back to normal. We're talking about the song Up and Up. Oh, wait. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no, good. I was oh. like, wait, when's uh, April 1st? <laughs> oh. We were going to oh, do an April 1st right. thing, but that's a Friday. Right. Do we know what we're doing this year? I guess we always don't. No. I mean, don't give it away. I feel like you <laughs> told me you had something a couple weeks ago. I don't remember what it was now, Should though. we do the second Deathbed movie that has Joe Estevez in it? Cause, Maybe. Because we did the first Deathbed movie that was shot with a bunch of nobodies in the middle Death of nowhere. Death Bed, the Bed That Eats, yes. And then they did the remake of a sort in the 90s mm-hmm. with Joe Estevez in oh. it about the couple that gets like a downtown loft and there's an evil bed in it. It's like a pseudo sequel because the original maker of the original Deathbed movie, The Bed That Eats, uh, lost the rights to their own movie. Gotcha. And they got sold to a different company. And they didn't really make a sequel. They just took the basic premise of A Bed That Eats and they put it in a up in like an upscale yuppie loft apartment oh and i think they also it makes like the the wife or the girlfriend in the house like kind of like extra it like takes over her like libido okay makes her like it might she might bring men back to the bed okay much more involved in the original deathbed which is just a bed in the middle of the wilderness i'm interested right (laughs) in a castle yeah (laughs) a castle like room Okay, I'm interested. We'll see. We'll uh, we'll talk about it. Brady, if you want to throw us... Uh... <laughs> Another $100 to do this again. <laughs> those are the only two deathbed movies. I mean, there's another movie called Deathbed, but I don't we'll think it has anything to do with... We'll film a new deathbed movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if we get $100,000 from Brady, we'll make Deathbed 3. <laughs> um that was a good place to end, but I'm just trying to make sure we didn't forget anything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the next song we're doing is Up and Up. So call us with your up, call us with your tour stories. 
not your toy stories, but your tour stories. Call us with your thoughts on Up and Up. And I part of the reason I want to do Up and Up is because Sonic 2 is coming out, the movie, soon. And I swear, part of Up and Up sounds like um, the music. Best Friend Tales, that one, that <laughs> no. song. It sounds like music from Sonic I think, 3. I think he has a new one for, for the new one, maybe. There is a new one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Kid Cudi this time. Was Kid Cudi in the first one? I don't remember. I think the first one was Wiz Khalifa. Oh, okay. And this one's Kid Cudi. Gotcha. Yeah, we should just do as we should do it. <laughs> that's that's gonna be our April. <laughs> our April Fool should just be for that. I what is the tie-in? I, I don't know. Sonic Two is coming out. <laughs> that's that's not a good enough Reliant K tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, and don't four zero two nine five Sadie, so you can tell us how your um yeah your attendance of the um yeah tour. I was trying to say your. I couldn't think of the word attendance. Yeah. So your I was gonna say your involvement. <laughs> hey, if you're involved in the Amyator, give us a call. And Heck yeah. Know. Oh, I gotta find out what the name of Ryan K's merch guy is because I was wearing my cool guy jacket, <laughs> which is what I call. I've had it for a couple of months now. I bought a Levi's uh It's a jean, jean jacket. jacket. But Jessica did the patches on the back and I put pins on the front. I didn't overdo it. Very tasteful. Everything's placed. Only, you know, things I care about. Sure. I call him a cool guy jacket now. He does. I have a, a, a fishbone pin on it. And Reliant K's merch guy was like, oh, I love your fishbone pin. I was like, oh, yeah, thank you. He's like, that's one of my favorite bands. I'm like, mine too. It actually is. Like, fishbone's probably, like, prob- what, probably my favorite band. Yeah. I just can't really do anything creatively with fishbone. Because right. they're... African American, and it's not my place to like make memes or talk in a podcast form about a band that whose life experience absolutely is not mine to speak about. But they are like they're really really awesome, like activist band and stuff. Right? Yeah. So there's that, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the up and up. (laughs) Did you have anything else to close with? So thrown off because this isn't our. Oh my gosh! You just keep going.